0: You are listening to the Mary Jane Society Podcast, brought to you by Studio 420, a cannabis-friendly marketing agency.
1: I'm your host, Pam Schmiel, Marketing Director for Studio 420. It took lawyer Sarah Trent almost three years to acquire a provisional dispensary license in New Jersey, but she is finally about to open her doors to Valley Wellness Medical Dispensary this fall. She also built an educational platform called the New Jersey Cannabis Certified that partners with five New Jersey community colleges to provide a workforce development program for the cannabis industry. Marijuana education is highlighted and prized throughout the Valley Wellness Dispensary, focusing on making everyone informed and welcome. Let's meet Sarah to learn how she navigated the challenging waters of opening a dispensary in New Jersey.
0: Hi, Pam. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Let's
1: go. Let's start with um, I I would love to hear your journey um, from being a lawyer to CEO of uh, Valley Wellness Medical Dispensary. Um, How you got there? Uh, Kids, you're, you know, you're a lawyer, you have kids. A big undertaking how, how did that all happen
0: yeah um i i started my job as a public defender at the legal aid society uh representing individuals uh charged with low-level misdemeanors cannabis marijuana uh smoking a joint in the park um but i also represented people charged with really serious crimes gun charges uh attempted murder uh assault as well the job was really hard. It was uh, demanding uh, emotionally, physically. It took time away from my family. And really that's when the transition happened. I I became a mom and uh, was leaving my little ones at home with my husband to go be in court at whatever time it was. And it just wasn't, it became not feasible. And and very early on in, in motherhood, I transitioned out of out of being a lawyer. And I, I searched my soul deep down and you know, what is going to make me happy? Number one, I, I really needed to work for myself. Uh, and I think that that's something that being a lawyer really enables you to do easily. So, you know, was I going to be a lawyer? Um, and I have loved, (laughs) I've had a deep love of the cannabis plant. I have used cannabis, um, now medicinally but uh recreationally my whole life uh and so there was a very specific moment I look back to in time dinner uh with my brother and trying to figure out what the next steps were going to be and realizing that it was going to be something in cannabis and it was many years ago now And it took me some time to really figure out what that niche was going to be. And it it came down to the fact that there were uh, really, number one, I was trying to educate myself on the industry and the plants to become more familiar with the medical and the research based um, information behind it. And I had trouble finding an education platform that was, you know, specific to New Jersey, local to me. And then, you know, there were no dispensaries. There are no dispensaries still or in, you know, by near where I live in. And now it has become a little bit more accessible. Um, so, you know, with my background as a lawyer, how was I going to transition? How was I gonna find my niche in the industry? I don't, I, I've never grown the plants, not even in my basement. Um, but I knew that I had strengths in compliance. And so figuring out, looking towards where, you know, where were my skills going to, to put me in a place for success. And that was really on the retail side of things. And uh, one thing led to another, I, I cold called, I would say probably in the range of 15 to 20 mayors in central New Jersey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, finding, figuring out where Valley Wellness could, could find a fit, um, because I saw this really underserved. So I'm in central New Jersey. I live in Morris County, but really there's this, um, corridor right off the highway. And I was like, this is going to be the perfect place for a dispensary, um, right in the middle of New Jersey. Um, what, and so we're going to be located in Raritan borough, which is right next door to Bridgewater, um, right near the Bridgewater mall <laughs> to, to all the New Jerseyans listed, listening, but, um, it's Somerset County and we, it's really Somerset and Hunterdon County right on the border. Right now, there are no dispensaries in, there's no dispensaries in either County. Um, uh, we have a dispensary in Hunterdon. It's on the very, very far edge. That's the one that's closest to me, actually. Um, the, the commission talks about it being uh, ideally, um, or or better than ideally, be, dispensaries should be within a 30-minute drive time. So in the, the Department of Health's 2019 biennial report, they did an analysis of what percentage of patients in the state can get to a dispensary within 30 minutes. And that those numbers were um, not so great. <laughs> and so that was part of the reason for it, the reasoning behind expanding the medical program. But even still now looking looking towards adult use and you know going back to what I said just a little while ago, Pam, about being the most densely populated state and um, really wanting to expand access. And so you know thinking about how Valley Wellness started the purpose of it was to make cannabis, medicinal cannabis more accessible really to my to the area where I, I lived. Um, and that's how it all started. Um, so well, I want to hear I want to hear more about
1: the the Valley Wellness Medical Dispensary um, that you're launching soon. Um, but I just before we get into that, I thought maybe um, on the heels of just um, giving us the overview of what's happening in the cannabis industry in New Jersey is um, I know that you've been very active in the community and helping others to enter the industry. I guess I just would like to touch base on all your activity, helping people on. on yeah, lady. so it, what's going on over there?
0: <laughs> so really, I think a lot of uh, att- and I'm again, lucky for the way that it it really unrolled in a lot of ways. Um, So historic, just going back historically to Valley Wellness, we applied for this permit in 2019. So uh, two and a half years ago, and only three months ago, uh, now four months ago, were we notified by the Cannabis Regulatory Commission that we were awarded a provisional permit. So it was this two and a half year wait. And it's really not the fault of anybody. I mean, like COVID. Oh, right. And uh, so <laughs> <I keep forgetting. laughs> uh, yes, right. We try and block it out. Right. Okay. <laughs> but really, it what it put an enormous pressure on less so on me as a standalone retailer. I think I got really lucky being able to hold my real estate. I mean, don't get me wrong. I spent a pretty penny to hold that real estate for three years, but there were cultivators that spent way more money than I did to hold real estate for that amount of time without being operational. So we went through a lot. And I call us the two thousand nineteen ers property, and you had to hold it through COVID. Oh my gosh! I, well, some people—I I, don't—I think some people lost property. There was just nothing they could do about it, um, you know. And so they've had to pick up the pieces, etc. But why I was saying, going back to what I was saying about being a little lucky, is that it gave me some time to really build a name for for Valley wellness for New Jersey cannabis certified which I'm going to tell you about in a minute and, and for myself uh, because I was relatively new to the cannabis space back in 2019 um, and so uh, utilizing New Jersey cannabis certified which uh, came to be uh, known in an, in its own right and um, really as an education platform tied to Valley Wellness, tied to our dispensary, I'm behind both of them, (laughs) Um, as a a means to uh, put us out there um, in a respectable way. And it really, and it kind of goes to tying us into Valley Wellness. Uh, I'm a lawyer. I'm a mom. uh, We are our dispensary is never going to maybe be that, you know, and you can walk into a million different types of dispensaries in California or out West. Um, but our dispensary Valley wellness is going to be a a professional, um, and I am, we're going to be welcoming to everybody. I mean, and I say that very, very truthfully. Um, but really, a place where education is highlighted and prized, and where um, everybody feels comfortable coming in, whether or not it's your first time using cannabis, your tenth time, or your one hundredth time. Right. Um, and so, for moms to feel comfortable, for grandmas to feel comfortable, and for that, you know. 21 year old who's like, okay, I just turned 21. Can I go inside now, right? You know, eventually when we're able to to transfer to the adult use market, but um, really utilizing the education platform to brand ourselves. So New Jersey Cannabis Certified now operates in partnership with over five community colleges across the state of New Jersey we are a partner with those colleges. And what I mean by that is, um, New Jersey cannabis certified really provides the curriculum and uh, the, the goal or the purpose of involving the community college is to attach weight to the value of the certificate that that student is earning at the end of the program. So this is a workforce development program. It's not a four credit class. It's open to the public through any through each community college. So what we've seen is, you know, people that live in Mercer County, they're going to re- register with Mercer County Community College. Or if somebody's taken a class with Passaic County, they're going to register and they find out about the program through Passaic. But the goal is that um, in the future, New Jersey Cannabis Certified, I hope that we become approved by the state as a training, uh, as, a, as a training provider. And, you know, what we see forward thinking in other states, Colorado, Massachusetts, training is mandatory for plant touching jobs. If you work uh, in a cultivation site, a manufacturing testing lab or dispensary, you have an ID card. Uh, and that ID card says that, you know, you have the right to be on the backside of that dispensary floor.
1: Oh. Oh, it's like right department. now like it's, it's like the health department you have to you have to be you have to have a certification a training. Wow I, I haven't heard that one yet. so many states are requiring that if you're plant touching in the back of a cultivation facility or in a dispenser yep.
0: So Colorado uh, mandated training before you get your cannabis business ID card. Pennsylvania mandated training, uh, state approved training uh, Massachusetts the same thing. New Jersey uh, has planned for that and accounted for that in their personal use rules and regulations. So we have uh, modified and, you know, continue. We, I mean, there is, we teach a new cohort about every month and every month I'm updating some portion of the materials because the cannabis industry is change. Something is changing every time we teach this class. Uh, and so I think that's number one thing that sets us apart, is that we're teaching it live. There are some things that are recorded, but the majority of the, the the modules are taught live and it enables us to actually adapt with whatever laws are changing at that given time. The Cannabis Regulatory Commission has a meeting every month, sometimes more often than that. So just being able to incorporate what they're talking about or what goes on in their meetings. Um, So it's taught in five modules over five nights, live on Zoom. Uh, Module one is the basics of laws. Module two, uh, cultivation. Three, manufactured products and testing. Four, the endocannabinoid system. And five, dispensary specific training. So you get a little bit about a lot of things. And that was my concept with what makes a good entry-level employee. What do you need to know in order to hit the ground running your first day on the job? Because every business is going to have specific standard operating procedures, right? You're not going to, I'm not going to be able, New Jersey Cannabis Certified is not going to be able to teach you uh, what to do in this particular security scenario or how to ring up this uh, person in BioTrack because every every business is going to have specific operational standards. Um, But there is a lot, as you know, Pam, there's so much in the industry to know just generally speaking. Uh, And so we teach them like, and the, when we teach about the laws, we're like, okay, here's what you need to know. This is what your owner operator should be doing. Uh, (laughs) And if they're not, Right. There's a problem. So, right. And, and here are the violations that they could face. That's just one, one thing that, you know, they might not learn from their actual, from the actual operator. Even if, even if they take the course and things
1: have changed, you know, over the months, they still got the, you know, the fundamentals, and now they are aware of all the things going on, and they should be responsible for keeping up and getting up to date about if anything has changed. But just to give them that basic foundation of get them going, then they could, you know, it's it's easy to get off and running if you're interested in the industry. You know, it's easy to find all the, the information. Um, yes. So uh, to be clear, so everyone that you hire who is either in the back putting flour in jars or whatever plant touching and does that mean the bud tenders as well because they're they're touching and
0: and giving you know selling is that correct so literally anybody the receptionist even though the receptionist isn't maybe even going to be in the back maybe the receptionist never handles but they are actually part of the whole operation um so yes um okay
1: wow that's very interesting i've not that is a piece of news i've not heard yet um so what are the costs of you doing this now and your operating costs i that just popped in my mind you're doing a lot of stuff that is more than others are doing and i can see the benefit and i can see how it can help promote uh valley wellness and certainly we need all the education to move the industry forward and de- stick to, stigmatize it and all that, which is so important to anyone who takes on the educational part. But uh, does it take a lot of staff or that to implement all this? Maybe now that you've got the modules set up and you're working with the, with the uh, colleges, once you get that all set, it's not it's kind of just a well-oiled machine in a way with a little updating.
0: Kind of. I mean, that's a good that's a a good question, Pam, and and a tough question and and really um actually very timely because I uh I actually feel like I'm for the first time I'm a little underwater. I wouldn't say first time, but I'm ready to hire somebody. And in fact, uh (laughs) I just did. Um uh so actually I feel lucky again, I'm saying this, but you know. The team members and just everything that's kind of fallen into place over the past year has really, you could say, make or break it. But it has really made um, made the program. And there's two individuals. Uh, one, Rebecca, uh, an individual who helps me on the on the back end of New Jersey cannabis certified. Uh, I would not, we would not be here without her. She helps me with so, so much. And um, she's taking over a lot of the marketing. She makes the Instagram posts. She's running the Instagram page now. She's doing press releases. Um, she's helping me on the administrative stuff. She's running like the the program when, I mean, we the teachers appear, but she'll like actually run the Zoom room. Um, so she's really been instrumental and- uh, behind the scenes there.
1: Yeah, building your yeah. team, yeah. Um, actually, I had another question. I hate to go back into the questions, but yeah. um, how? why did you have to get a provisional license if medical has been legal since you said 2014? Why,
0: why wouldn't you? Yeah, so we have a, so when I say provisional, I'll just explain a little bit more about that. So we applied in 2019 for a medical permit and we have, A a medical provisional permit. What I mean by provisional is that we are not fully licensed or permitted by the Cannabis Regulatory Commission to open yet. Uh, We have a provisional permit. We have to demonstrate to the Cannabis Regulatory Commission that we have met all of the requirements on the operational checklist, and they approve us to open. Um, So I just like to be very Clear uh, about the status of our particular permitting um, in, in at times, so that's why I'll say a provisional permit. But yes, we have a medical permit, and um, you know I, I think we started to talk about it a little bit before. The commission really wants us to; uh, they've asked us to operate in the medical market for one year before applying to convert to the adult use market. Um, So I think, you know, we hope, us 2019ers, as I explained, uh, hope that we'll be able to transfer into the adult use market um, when we prove ourselves. Um, Nobody is asking for uh, anything that isn't already given to existing license permit holders. So the existing ATCs have to show that they have municipality approval and that they have enough product uh, to meet patient demand first, really that they're not going to make operational changes to the detriment of patients, so you know. Having a patient-only line, right? Setting aside a designated amount of product that you reasonably forecast patients are going to need because the adult use market can't sell out everything. We have 120,000 patients in the program that need medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, So what what are you going to do, ATCs, to guarantee patients that they still are going to have product even when we open the adult use market? Um, and so, just going back to, you know, I think we, those 2019 permit holders, hope that we're held, you know, we want to be held to the same standard. Um, when we have municipality approval uh, and when we can demonstrate that we will meet patient demand uh, and patient needs and put patient needs first. We all, the 2019 applicants, we applied under a medical round. Um, Providing to medical patients first is, uh, well, I I can't speak for everyone. I I want to, but really for myself, it's my, our primary goal. And so do you, well, two
1: questions. So you're going to be switching over to rec, which means you're not medical anymore. Like people don't have to come in with their medical card or are you serving both communities?
0: So there's no promise that we'll switch over to rec. I'd want to be very clear about that. It will only be if and when we can show the the regular the Cannabis Regulatory Commission that we can meet these requirements. Um, and so New Jersey, it's complicated. It's the cannabis industry is complicated because it's state by state. So I teach the New Jersey Cannabis Certified and I teach the definition of cannabis, the definition of marijuana. And really it's different in every state. <laughs> I know, it's crazy
1: crazy that we're having to go through this, Um, you know, but so the same, go ahead. Oh No, I I was going to say, why, why do, what would be the, what is the reason that you want to switch from medical to rec? Well, I I mean, I think I know the answer, but I'm just curious.
0: Yes. I mean, for, for our business, you know, for our business operations and, you know, in thinking about some of the other, uh, headwinds, uh, that also face adult use, it's continued high prices. Um, and so our ability to serve both adult use customers and medical patients will allow us to lower patient uh, lower costs for patients. Oh. Um,
1: okay, so, the, med- so the, medical, the medical medical is more expensive to get to buy product a wholesale product? Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, I'm just saying overall prices in New Jersey right now are relatively high. Um, So to, well, number one, to bring down prices across the state, we need more licensees. And so we're going to see more licensees come on board um, in the coming months and years. To the extent those those licensees in the medical market transfer over into the adult use market that will take some time Um, and that was one of the points i was thinking i was trying to make before is this definitional this you know we are valley wellness is a medical alternative treatment center or atc we will actually never have we will never be an adult use uh store we will become hopefully in the future what's called an expanded atc And being an expanded ATC will enable us to serve patients, but also open our doors to adult use customers. There will also be stores in in New Jersey in the future, recreational stores, and they will not be able to sell to medical patients so what is the incentive like begs the question what's the incentive to keep your medical card um and to keep people coming you know and this is part of the reason that i'm a little bit worried about you know operating only in the medical market for for some time uh and that's really uh to be able to um um yeah like uh, open our doors um to the adult use market when we have the operations in place to Make sure that we can service the patient population appropriately. Uh, appropriately first. I'm sorry if I got off track there, Pam.
1: No, 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 oh, it's not very interesting. We're just going. We're on a windy road here, uh, so it's fine because we talking about great stuff, so it doesn't matter. Um, but okay. but uh, does um, is this what you're saying that it's going to be hard once you're known as like a medical dispensary? You know, it's 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 different than. Wreck in a way, you know that people might not think of you once you transfer over as wreck. You're going to have a hard time getting that market share. Is that what you're kind of thinking?
0: Well, I, I'm thinking we're going to have a hard time getting our uh, um, our market share in the very beginning. Yes, um number one because adult use is going to open to open in New Jersey before we open. So right now, you know, we're going to service a very specific uh, let's let's call it a, a 10 mile or a 15 mile radius around Valley wellness. That's where we're going to target. And I, I think I'm going to tell you in a moment about some of the things that we're going to do to try and, you know, amp up our, our marketing in that, in that area. Um, but yeah, so if you think about adult use coming on board, let's call it in two months from now, those people in that 10 mile radius are going, that are interested in purchasing cannabis they're going to go to an adult use store. They're going to learn where that store is. They're going to become familiar with it and kind of studies show you go to the store the first time. That's probably where you're going to go the second or third time until somebody else convinces you, you really got to try this other place because yes. it takes a lot for people to break free of It's true. It's very true. So,
1: wow. That's a, that's a little complicated. You're opening a medical after rec opens, that's, uh oh, that's, that's yes. what, when, it, when do your doors open trajectory?
0: So we're going to, we're trying to, I, I mean, my target, our target is November 1st. I think that's still aggressive, um, but we're really, really hoping to, to meet that November 1st open date. And yeah, I mean, it is hard. Uh, so what we're going to be doing, uh, I was just on the phone this morning. I didn't get to tell you about the other person that I, I hired a couple weeks ago, but Dan, Dan came on board for Valley Wellness and has a super background uh, managing uh, bookstores, uh, really Barnes and Nobles and Borders. And uh, so has a retail background. And we were talking this morning about uh really instituting a monthly medical card signup event. And so whether or not that would be at a, I do a, we do a lot of events with Raritan Valley Community College right across the, the way from the dispensary. Um, so whether or not it was there or at, possibly even at the dispensary before we really start building out because we do have some construction to do. Um, but getting people familiar, uh, help number one, partnering with a doctor's office that is registered for certification. So we've started to interview two different doctors. We're going to choose, uh, choose our partner physician um, and, and really host these like welcome sign up card events. So I'll do a, an info session, then the, the person would have a Zoom meeting um, with the physician, and then um, individuals from Valley Wellness and or the doctor's office would help that individual go through this, the signup process with the state. Um, the incentive is lower prices over time. So if you go to a recreational store, not actually over time, I'm sorry. If you go to a rec store in New Jersey, I can't actually say, the full tax probably adds up to like right about 18%. Oh,
1: the taxes, yes, right.
0: Yeah. And so, if you have your medical card, you're not you're paying a fraction of that, um, and over time, you will pay zero tax on medical cannabis, while uh, recreational will will still be at that probably, I would say, fifteen to eighteen percent mark.
1: But but you have a a yearly membership, is that right? Do you have a yearly membership?
0: Yes. It, so a lot, I guess, too. Right. Exactly. I mean, if you there are individuals that qualify for reduced fee cards. So typically the, the fee with the state is $100 and the doctor's appointment in order to certify you also costs money. So there definitely is um, an outlay, a, a cost up front. Um, so making sure that you can see that benefit on the other side is important.
1: Well, I know in uh, Florida that there, 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 are, there are places that specifically help you get your medical card and um um connect you with a medical marijuana doctor that is their business and they're all over Florida so I don't know it must be just the way they all have to set up and so I didn't know if you have that in New Jersey but it would be similar to uh having these partnerships to help you get into that space well maybe you know your market share is the elderly or you know, people with medical issues who have been so curious about how this can help and to start educating them, because that's where we're going to really draw in that group, you know, the elderly people, because there's,
0: and and they're getting their caregivers in the door too, right? And the caregiver comes to pick up for them. And and that's their son or daughter. That's my age, right? With the, with uh, kids at home, and uh, really opening people's eyes to the availability uh, of the product and 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 its use as an alternative medicine yes. to so many other medicines including alcohol right which is right right, you know.
1: right. and in and, 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 and so many medical conditions the ser- serious medical conditions like Parkinson's or Alzheimer's um, you know there's there's so many stud- autism you know there's so many studies going on right now that it, it's there's going to be a need for the your type of medical dispensary that could connect doctors and, you know, get everybody um, the help that they need. So, okay, so yeah, so let's go to the um, your your consumer base, or you know, who are the people in New Jersey, you know, every state is so different. Because now that in, in the industry, you know, especially as a marketer, you're now looking at every state that you're trying to market for someone and you see so many different demographics type of people you know people in Montana are different from the culture that we have here in the tri-state area and you know California and then you have the Texas and Oklahoma so what's who are those who are the people in New Jersey that you think that you're going to be targeting
0: yeah I mean it, it's interesting to hear you talk about that a little bit Pam because I've I got this well, I'll share with with you. We are rebranding the, the valley wellness logo. And I am, we have our, we had our kickoff call with the the agency, the small agency that I hired a couple of weeks ago. And we have our follow-up call with them this week. I'm really excited to see what they bring to the table. And they, you know, one of their questions in the prep session is the a similar question. And it's a really hard question for, for me to answer because I sit there thinking, everybody. You know, know. And,
1: everybody does that. Everybody does that.
0: You know, and so it was interesting. That's why I say it's interesting for me to hear what you have to see, you know, the way that right. you asked that, that question. Um, part of part of my answer, it's because of our location. I mean, we are in a walkable area, but we are highway fronting. We are on a major highway. Um, so I think in a lot of ways, we're going to end up catering to the commuter, Um, a person that's either coming or going from work um, on their lunch break, right? That wants, uh, and I I very much hope to cater to that express type of experience. So uh, curbside delivery, uh, curbside pickup, um, being able to stay in your vehicle, I've done it during COVID when they when the CRC started to allow for curbside pickup. It's great. I mean, I'm five. That's because I'm an efficient person. I can't stand waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm five minutes out from the dispensary. I'm calling. I'm like, I'm already in your parking lot, even though.
1: Right, right, right. Oh, my God. Right.
0: Um, so there uh, and really like I was in and out of there in less than five minutes. And that's so and, and so nice. Um, so I hope that we are, we cater to that convenience factor, but then I also go back to, so how we came to be, and that is, uh, education focused. I want our, our lobby, our reception area, we're going to have an education table before you even go back into the dispensary. So that, you know, if there is somebody that comes in with a caregiver or you need a little bit. Maybe you don't actually want to sit with a pharmacist or sit with the bud tender. You want to sit on the tablet and look at our educational materials. (laughs) We're going to have a space for you to do that. Um, You know, the appointment based model, you know, I went through it in in getting it's I I think, Pam, it was born out of. parking issues and I go I honestly went through I'm going through it now with the you know site plan approval and you think about a lot of these places up in Massachusetts that are more city really urban based and having to convince the town how they were going to comply with crowd control uh and so I've anyways done my uh recent homework on that topic so um well how about maybe we
1: just ended on um what are what are some of the last minute challenges and then um fixits and the process that you have to go through to get you to the finish line yeah. what are you up against
0: <laughs> that's actually it's a kind of a perfect question it parlays into what i had just started talking about which was the parking Oh right. Um, oh yes it really like that having to i knew that we were going to be tight on parking under the ordinance um in the town but i wasn't really sure how tight and in the end we wanted to build out a little additional square footage than we had originally planned for um in the basement anyways which increased our, our parking requirement and so uh as we were finishing up the the drawings to show to the town we were like wow we actually are requesting like a pretty significant variance in parking and it ended up being you know something that we had to overcome and I think you know it's not across the finish line yet but we've gotten it to a place that I feel confident about it but talk about uh talk about you know hurdles this was like it's not it not having enough parking there's no answer right it's not like you can go look it up in the book and tell tells find the answer and, and literally go and, and like it, it's not an open book test you have to be creative uh, and you have to be creative in different ways um, could i find a a parking lot off site could i get parking from a neighbor how are we going to convince the town for this variance? And in the end, I had to hire an additional professional. Um, a professional that I didn't even know really even existed. <laughs> there, there actually are um, engineers that um, that uh, specialize in uh, evaluating traffic patterns. And there is a manual um, that, is like nationally approved that you know makes recommendation on for specific parking uses i'm a lawyer i had no idea oh. this these things existed <laughs> that, you know i'll tell you
1: stepping into a new industry or a new career that's th- those are the learning curves you know that you have to figure out it just it's it's yep. you know especially in this industry it's crazy
0: and so And then, you know, talking to that professional and figuring out how it wasn't just one way that we could go and, uh, like, write the report, because it hadn't been done before. So we had to figure out, me and the the professional, like, how are we going to get the information that they want? And then how are we going to present it? And we didn't even know if it would come back. it was all very we had to figure it out and we did figure it out so uh again lucky in that regard you know i there's i feel one thing i I think that you know surrounding yourself by people that know what they're talking about i don't i don't know everything but i know when i need help there you know money finances looking at the excel spreadsheet not always my strong suit. So knowing when you know when to go and ask for help, and that was one of these times. Where it was like, all right, everybody huddle in. How are we gonna? Everybody use your use your expertise. How are we gonna fix this problem?
1: Right, creative thinking. That's crazy. Oh my gosh, the resiliency that you need in this industry as an entrepreneur—it's—it's it's mind blowing. Uh, Sarah, so nice to meet you. Yes, and, uh, really
0: nice to meet you too, Pam. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, it was an enjoyable. Hour, um, I love love talking about all things cannabis, especially in New Jersey. Me too. I, I me too. I'm loving it. Okay. okay. All
1: right. Thank you so much, Pam. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other
0: shows.